This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett. Hello, everybody. I'm Congressman Tim Burchett, and I want to welcome everybody back to another incredible episode of Tennessee Talks, and it just keeps getting better and better. This will be our biggest one so far. And today I'm joined by Major League Ball player Lane Thomas, outfielder for the Washington Nationals and co-owner of Knoxville Cabinet Company, which he owns with his sister. Does your sister actually make cabinets? She does not. It's more of like a, you know, distributorship. I'm just kidding, dude. I know that. Um, Anyway, Lane was born and raised in Knoxville and is a Bearden High School alum. Let me ask you something. We went to Bearden High School. Do you know who the captain of the 1982 Bearden High School football team was? The captain of the 1982 high school? I don't think I did. Who was it? You're looking at him, big guy. Really? Oh, yeah. We we, we were five and five. That's good to know. um, It was a rebuilding year. You might have heard of me. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was slow, but I couldn't catch. Anyway, he committed to the University of Tennessee as a sophomore in high school and was drafted after a senior year by the Toronto Blue Jays organization. It gets kind of cold up here in Canada, doesn't it? Anyway, he played outfield both for the Toronto Blue Jays and the St. Louis Cardinals organizations before he was traded to the Washington Nationals in 2021. And Lane, I want to thank you so much for joining me today, brother. It's a real honor and a pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, thank you, brother. Well, tell us your story. You played ball at Bearden High School, and then you you went to the major leagues. What kind of drove you to that success? Was your dad a ball player? He wasn't. Um, I kind of grew up with my dad. Uh, he raced, kind of drag raced when I was younger. So, really? Yeah. So he, I kind of got to watch him, you know, perform in front of hundreds top, of thousands of people. Or what? All of them. He did, you know, uh, he, I think he started in pro mod and then worked his way up. And he loved wow. uh, he loved pro stock because you kind of had to shift and it yep. made it, you know, a little more interesting for him. So wouldn't just hit the gas. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. It kind of, you know, added some some detail to it. So, yeah, I got to watch him, you know, interact with people and interviews and stuff. And, um, you know, I always loved that. But that was a little too uh, adrenaline junkie for me. So. I dig it. I stuck to the baseball stuff and, um, you know, it worked out. Yeah. I went to Bearden and. Um, I actually started at Webb, right? And then in eighth grade, he kind of he was a real estate developer, and uh, you know, kind of had some had some struggles. So I ended up, you know, going to a public school in, in Bearden and loved it. Got to play baseball there for four years and met some really good coaches and friends. And you know, I think that's a big big step was going through the public school system and um, meeting a lot of people. Yeah, we used to play. Um we used to have football practice out on the baseball field, oddly enough. Yeah. And um, they they made a nice field out of that. It's nice. Fit. They don't. I don't think they practice uh, football anymore on the, on the outfield no. anymore. Yeah, no, they got a nice turf field. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, well, let me ask you, what was it like for a, a young man as yourself? What year were you in the pros? Were you 18? Yeah, I got drafted in 2014, so wow. like probably a month after I graduated high school. What was it like trying to build a career in the minor league? I wondered, you know, what were some of your accommodations? I bet that was a little rough, wasn't it? It was very rough. So I uh, I got drafted. I went to our spring training complex in uh, Tampa, or like Dunedin, Florida, which is kind of north of uh, Clearwater Beach. Um, played there for about a month, and then I got promoted to Bluefield, West Virginia. And I say promoted because it's a higher level, but yeah. the accommodations were, were terrible. I, we stayed in this place called the Mountain View in Bluefield, West Virginia. I mean, I had an inch and a half crack under my door, and I would at night I would zip myself up in a sleeping bag, you know, just to kind of... Nothing to crawl up in there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds but. like when I was in the state legislature, we stayed at the uh, 
Days in Central. I said you get a complimentary breakfast and a complimentary drive-by shooting. Hey, it was it was a place that I you know did, did not want to stay at. So that was from when you're in the minors though you barely make. I mean I don't know what you don't make a whole heck of a lot of money. I mean you might have a signing bonus, but you know if you're smart you'll you'll stow that away and For then sure. and um, I know a lot of them don't. But but the uh, accommodations are just not. No, they are. Uh, it's gotten a lot better in the last, you know, five, six years. But I think when I had first signed, I think I was making, I think, two hundred fifty bucks every two weeks, which wouldn't, that wouldn't cover. You know, <laughs> yeah. that that barely covered the food for the month. Yeah, I but, think ACDC said it best. Uh, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds yes. like a very long way up. But it's in anything, man. I have some some buddies that play golf, and I mean. <clears throat> They at least bought us some meals and stuff. Some of those guys working up in golf, they pay their own way and, you know, oh, hope, yeah. hope that they, you know, score well one week. But Yeah, that's, 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 um, that's kind of telling, actually. Um, what, what, what was going through your mind when you decided to skip college ball and go straight to the uh, go straight into the the first the first league. year you kind of get drafted <clears throat> in the middle of the minor league season so I didn't have a right. full season but after the first month I was just like man what did I get myself into because it's it's tough man you play with a lot of guys who don't speak much English so it's hard to communicate and then yeah. on top of that it's like the coaches I mean they they have a different set of players every two months to, sure. you know, six months. So it's hard to build relationships when you have, you know, such a quick time through that certain team or, or system. So it's, it's tough, man. I, I met some really good friends because, you know, the higher you get, the longer you're with a certain group of guys. But um, yeah, it's, it's hard for sure. Say it's hard to get a cohesive kind of thing. You get, you kind of used to somebody and then boom, they're gone. Either yeah. up or down or out. You grow up very, really fast. <laughs> I'd say it's, it's a quick, uh, it's a quick turnaround. <laughs> I'd say it is. Uh, contract negotiations, you know, the, you know, people seen movies like Jerry Maguire and stuff like that and how those agents work and stuff. Uh, how accurate is that? Is that, is that, I would say, yeah, I'd say it's pretty spot on. I, I don't necessarily, I, on the player's standpoint, it's not as interactive as, you know, you have an agent who does that stuff for you, but I, I would say it's, it's pretty spot on. You know, they, they, they mention stuff to you, but they kind of know how, yeah. how you should get, you know, paid and, and, there's so many stats nowadays right. that oh, yeah. there's just a system they plug in and it spits out what number you should get. So um, you just kind of have to find somebody you trust and hopefully they do you right, which, you know, luckily I have, I have that. I remember, I remember Peyton told me one time, he said, you don't need an agent. I don't need a best friend. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you no want doubt. somebody that can it's cutthroat and you can get the job done. No doubt. What does your batting average have to do um, to you know, lock down a big time contract. I know you've got a certain scale. If you get one more hit, you move up to this other level, possibly in the negotiations. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think uh, over the last little bit, the, the batting average hasn't meant as much as it did at one time because you know they have all these. They call it analytics of baseball, and it's gotten insane to where they you know they know how fast you run, which ball you would or would not have caught. Um, you know what you what pitch you hit well what pitch you don't right it's, it's so in detail that you know they have so many stats so I would say batting average along with all this other stuff is a big factor because it's it's just consistency it takes so long to get to free agency you know it takes six years so you have to play well for a long time right. to really make the kind of money these guys are making nowadays so somebody literally in the dugout knows how you hit is telling the coach and he's motioning 
to the catcher and the catcher is putting the yeah you know you need a, the deuce or the yeah, slider exactly. or whatever down They'd on have, it. I mean they have the best scouting reports you can have so it's kind of yeah. you know it's like the, we're pretty good but the pitchers are pretty good too and it's just kind of who makes who makes the first mistake. Right. Know, I'm pretty sure by the time I got in the congressional baseball uh, game that they had already gone through all their all their <laughs> scouting reports yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were up nine to nothing so yeah. I, don't, I think he's just hoping that they did he could, just don't hit me in the head which they about did <laughs> but funny. tell me about um professional sports players who go broke you know i, I talk about that a lot and i it always amazes me but it, people live paycheck to paycheck at my level and so i know that it just it and you, you throw so much money at a young kid and um, it's a lot like the legislature or Congress. Somebody's never been elected, they get there, and all of a sudden, you know, all these people are, I mean, they're kissing their butts. And, yeah. they, and they're throwing stuff at them, and, and they don't never, and they never understand. You know, I grew up, in, I went to Bearden like you did, and, um, and fortunately I was around people that had money. So it was never, it, it, I've, always, I've always wanted to be successful, and I'm a capitalist, but it was never the ultimate draw. You know, it wasn't the I wasn't the moth to the flame kind of thing. And um and so um you know and but in the pros, you know, these guys get thrown millions of dollars, and you know they got the women, they got the booze and the drugs and everything thrown at them, and um and of course the, the lame investments too. Talk yeah. a little bit about your strategy there. I don't don't get into too much debt. I mean, yeah. not detail, not debt. Don't yeah, get into yeah, too yeah. much detail. <laughs> both of those but, things. But yeah, both those things. Don't ever get into too much debt. <laughs> but anyway, tell, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think um, obviously it starts with. And I know uh, that's not happening to you because yeah, I know yeah, your yeah. background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's how you said that is is the the first part of that is you know that your background. You come from good family. You have some good mentors that you know talk to you about that stuff before you get caught up in it. But the, the organizations do a really good job now. There's so much access to technology and, and educational stuff for, you know, these guys coming over from different countries or, or people that, you know, maybe don't have as great a parents that, you know, took the money because they needed to. And um, I think the organizations do a great job with that because, you know, you have meetings about everything. And it's, as much as it stinks listening to it, after the third time you watch it, you know, it's, it soaks in. So, um, like I said, they do a great job. Um, they teach you how to kind of, like I had to get my own apartment at 19 years old, which a lot of 19 year olds, they go to yeah, campus or college they and, and they don't know. And so that's, do yeah. that's something that's big is, you know, you get three or four guys together and you go and learn all that stuff at, at a young age. And um, so it's kind of the experience too. You get to learn, you know, in a bad way or a good way, whether you take it, take it well. So it's good. All right. And I guess you were, you were, um, put enough aside that when all this is over that you'll you'll move into your next venture i guess but you won't be struggling absolutely yeah that's that's Excellent. the goal for sure absolutely oh what do you do um um in the off season you know your time that you're you're out you know what do you do to get you work out at a regular basis i assume i mean you're a, a world-class athlete you'd have to um, with me, my, my ability was mostly God-given, so I could just lay out and then, then immediately go into the third-string position. Pick right back up. Boom, like that. So, I, you know, what, what is your training like? You have to watch what you eat? Do you, you, you run? You work out? you work out locally in a gym? Or what do you do? Yeah, so uh, it's – I usually, right when I get home after the season, um, 
I usually take, I don't know, a week, 10 days and just really enjoy family and catch up with friends and, you know, <laughs> have a beer or two and eat some good food. And then right on. Um, I try to get back into it pretty quick and move around because it's, you know, you lose a lot of ability quick if you don't keep doing it. So I try to start moving around again. Um, yeah. And I, it, it's really just about rest in your head because, you know, your body, you can, you can bounce back pretty quick if you get right. back into it. But the mental side of it is, you know, you've been doing the same thing for six straight months, you know, half the time during the season, I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, so get on a bus, get on a plane. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure it kind of gets like that for you too. At some days it's so repetitive that, that, you know, you just got to find a way to get back yeah. into a group of things in the, in the, in the off season. Absolutely. I sleep in my office. I shower yeah. downstairs in the gym and I don't, I, I ask before I, you know, every day in the gym, I say, what day is this? Cause I know either on Thursday or Friday, I'm going home. Yeah. So I know to grab my, my, my bag and, and start loading it up so I can go home. So you kind of get in that, that, just that repetitive nature. And I can't imagine how it'd be just town to town to town. No doubt. And motel living is, is not glamorous and it, it and it stinks really. No uh, doubt. I, I mean, did that when I was in the legislature, the only good thing about it when I was in the legislature was you had the same, they, they'd reserve the same room for you. Yeah. So you had that, that, that was a nice Comfortability thing. of going back. To yeah. It, yeah. But, That's um, cool. but I couldn't imagine going in other towns and the groupies and the, and this, the, the pitfalls there would just be, and, and probably a lot of times you, what do you do? You get off the bus, I mean, you get off the bus, get on the plane, fly, get there, go to the ball field. I mean, you, 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 there's really no downtime at all. It's occasionally we'll have a day off. It gets mixed in when, you know, we'll try to go out as a team and eat dinner and stuff. But you know, a lot of guys are married and have kids and, or, you know, about to be at that point. So that, you know, a lot of the families travel on some of the fun trips, which makes it cool. Cause you know, everybody's pretty close. So it, it, it makes it, you know, pretty enjoyable. Right but on. as far as the, when I'm home, the, workout and baseball side of things. Uh, Coach Vitello at, at Tennessee is pretty cool about letting us yeah. use the facility as much, you know, and I think he likes having us around and kind of hang oh, out I'm sure with he does. guys. So I'm sure it's a good inspiration awesome. for them. It gives them a shot at looking at, hey, maybe I got a shot at this. Yeah, absolutely. That it's, you know, they have the opportunity to do exactly what we do and it's it's closer than they think for sure. I know when I go places they think that gum of Tim Burchett could be a United States Congressman. That gum I can do I, <laughs> I could be anything. That's I always the cool people, part, don't, though. Yeah, don't don't set your sights so low to be a congressman. Do something meaningful with your life. <laughs> well here's the part I hate about this show that my, my guests usually like the most. You get to ask me anything you want. And um, and then I'll choose to answer it if I if I want to or, or edit it out. So, you have any questions to me, Lane? Yeah, I think uh, I guess just kind of compare it to what you know we just talked about. Like you know, go through what your routine is like on a daily basis. And, yeah, you um, know how you deal with how repetitive it gets well, and my, how you work in family time and all that. Yeah. Yeah. My schedule is, um, is, is, uh, pretty laid out and I always say my dance card, people call me, they'll, they'll say, Hey, can you come to this thing tomorrow? And I go, dude, you should have called me about two, two weeks ago, maybe two months ago, because it, you know, I, I, I get the schedule fills up pretty fast. But when I'm in DC though, it's, it's pretty much nonstop. I get up when we have baseball season, I get up, believe it or not, at four thirty in the morning because I catch the van out to the baseball park because it starts at six and um, we are at the uh, the um, the park it's a, a that, that your club actually bought 
for it's like an inner city type situation where we um, we get set up. They had to move us into that because there was a shooting a few years back at one of them. And, yeah, I heard about and, that. Yeah, and, and a bunch of guys got shot up, so they they it's more secure. Yeah. And, and literally, I mean, you get out there and your third base coach is carrying an AR. Literally, oh I mean, the, the third base guys they, they line up this. It, it's 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 pretty amazing actually. Heck yeah. And um, and they're not gonna allow that to happen again. And so we. Um, uh, uh, but during regular out of baseball season, I get up at about six every morning. I go down to the gym. There we got this boot camp, and I'm the oldest guy in the boot camp. And they, <laughs> they beat the hell out of me. It's like I, I told somebody to just lay on the mat like a slug after they go, Birch, you okay? And I'm, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. And then you know, the meeting started about eight. Um, there's usually a, um, a couple of days a week. There's a breakfast meeting on Thursday. We have this. Um, uh, bipartisan prayer group I go to, and on Wednesday mornings I have a, another group I go to, and then um, we'll have what we call conference meeting, which is caucus, our caucus. We'll meet one day a week for about an hour, and we go through all the, the bills that are coming up and things that are happening, and then we have committee meetings. I serve on the Transportation and the Foreign Affairs Committee, and they have subcommittees of those committees, and a lot of times they'll, they'll put two, maybe three meetings at, at the same time. They couldn't organize a one-car funeral, and so a um, lot of those meetings and stuff are like voting on legislation and yeah, stuff that's trying yeah. to get through. Okay, trying that's to get cool. through, and then um, of course it goes to the floor, and you see the debate on the floor, which is all staged. It's bogus. You're not allowed. Um, Speaker Pelosi, when she uh, first thing they did was suspend the rules, so um, we're not allowed to amend anything on the floor, which is unfortunate. I yeah. hope one day we get back to actually having real kind debate. Like an open conversation yeah. about yeah. Because yeah. by the time it gets to the floor, it's already they've already cut the deal, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. the shady thing about politics. And you know, and then you got and uh, the part I hate most about it is the fundraising. You know, you have to raise money for sure, and it's um, and it's uh, I mean, that's why, and you have to, and it's the spoken secret that both parties you have to raise so much for the caucus to uh, move up in seniority and I probably will never move up because I don't I never raise enough money and I don't kiss enough butt and, yeah. that, and that that is a um, unfortunate but I always say um, you know if, if Peyton Manning was in the um, was in the uh, um, Congress he'd still be you know waiting to get in because they don't uh, it's a it's it's a really antiquated system but yeah. money is, uh, is is what drives it and so, um, and then we'll vote on issues, um, uh, bills on the floor, and then, you know, and it just goes back and forth. And sometimes we'll have, they'll say, we'll do a 15 minute vote. And, and everybody, you know, 435 Congress people have to come in. Yep. And so it's just, uh, um, it's, it gets ridiculous. A lot of moving parts. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. And, you know, and on Thursdays and Fridays are fly out days. And they'll always schedule something towards the end, so they'll be let, everybody just wants to get it over with and vote on it. And yeah, it's usually yeah, something yeah. major, and it shouldn't be. They should put that on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. But you know, I understand they want to win. So, yeah. and that's that's part of it, and that's why it's um, some days you leave pretty depressed. But For I sure. love. I don't live in D.C. I love coming home. There's yep. nothing like East Tennessee. No, I can have a terrible day. I, mean, I can have a great, greatest day of my life in Washington, but when I get home, I, I, it's still right. home, and I love it. I'll but, tell you what, that's something I pr we probably have in common is you don't, not that I didn't appreciate the place already, but, you know, spending half the year away yeah. makes you really miss, you know, miss the mountains and the trees. And the, yeah. You travel much out of this country, too. You go to the Middle East, and you're just like, wow. 
It's, yeah. You know, as there's bombed out cars and and people getting blown up and knifed and and everything. And, We've got and it pretty good over here. We've got sure. it pretty good. Yep, we do. But anyway, hey, buddy, I want to thank you for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a real pleasure, oh, I dude. I appreciate you it's having me. good to me. see a fellow Bulldog do well. Thank and you yeah. make Knoxville and the whole t state of Tennessee proud. I know you know that. And, I appreciate um, that. Even Andy Venable says good things about you. That's <laughs> worth anything. That's a good thing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> hey, I'm Congressman Tim Burchett, and um, I'm really honored today to have a really special guest, and it's been great. And I want to thank you all for listening and watching this episode of Tennessee Talks, and thank you all for sending me here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tennessee Talks. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Keep up with Congressman Burchett by following Rep. Tim Burchett on Twitter and Instagram, and Congressman Tim Burchett on Facebook and YouTube.